Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Talking Traders with me, Tamara Judge. Okay, you guys, welcome to our very first episode of Talking Traders with Tamara Judge. I am your host, Tamara, and I'm excited to recap the season of the traders and give you my opinion. Yeah, that's my opinion of everything traders. My co-host today is a legend in the reality competition world. She's played Big Brother four times, played The Amazing Race, and won Snake in the Grass. That is also a Peacock show as well, right? I want to welcome my traders co-star and friend, Janelle Prezina. Thank you for having me, Tamara. I'm so excited to be here. Did you ever think that we were going to be friends when we started on Traders? Um, so I always thought I would be friends with you. I Most blondes don't get along, but I knew I would get along with you. Yeah. I mean, I knew the second that I had to hide your tracks in the back. I'm like, yeah. I'm fixing her hair. I'm like, we're going to be friends forever. There yeah. was a moment that, you know, I everybody told me to be afraid of you because you're so good at competition games and you know being a housewife I've never played a competition game before and I didn't know I really did not know what I was doing yeah I mean it was obvious but anyways but I would always see your mind kind of working like you would be sitting on a couch and you just be just dazing at the other side of the room I'm like ah she's thinking this girl is thinking nonstop. yeah I was always playing the game and I remember meeting you as well and I was like I had a really good idea that you were just a faithful. So I was like, we can just speak open and honestly here. And I always loved talking to you and Larsa. I never trusted Sheree, but I always did trust you. That's funny because there was a, I had, you know, Sheree's one of my friends. Yeah. So I had suspicion of Sheree early on because she was acting different. Yeah. She was just kind of quiet and co- kind of cold almost. And yeah. I'm like, okay, something's up with her. So I put um, a question out on Instagram, just some general questions for us, and I'm going to go ahead and ask you. Okay. They, they, they wanted to know, did we know each other before filming? 
No, oh, absolutely not. I mean, I know I knew of you, of course. Yeah. I used to watch your old seasons with you and Gina and like a couple of fights. And I remember. Oh, Vicky. boy. Um, I don't watch the new stuff. So um, but it was nice because I did watch uh, Ultimate Girls Trip at Dorinda's house. So oh, I yeah. got to know you and Phaedra again. And I was like, oh, my God, I love them. <laughs> um so it was so nice. I think that's another reason why Sheree didn't really care for me too much is I didn't know who the hell she was. I was like, who did you know going into Traders? So I had met Trishel before. Um, obviously, I played with Dan in season mm-hmm. 14. Um, I had met Sandra before. Um, I think that's pretty much it for just meeting people in general. And then, of course, I knew who you and Phaedra were. And I know who Larsa is because I actually have a really good friend of mine was on Real Housewives of Miami, Joanna Krupa. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I mean, and I think I'm on like a cameo in one of the episodes or something. So um, so you used to live in Miami. I did. Yeah. See, yeah. if you were still in Miami, I think that you would be on the Real Housewives of Miami. Oh, I would love it. Yeah. I think it'd I be a great time. Well, I text Andy because actually Andy texted me and said, oh, my God, this show is so good. Yeah. And then we just started chatting about the show and I brought up your name and I'm like, she's so good. If there was a real housewives of Minnesota, you know who to cast. And he said, she is so good. So maybe we can get on watch what happens live. Let's, let's try anything. I mean, I know Minnesota is kind of boring. It's Midwestern, but it hasn't been done before. And if anyone can do it, maybe I can. Are you from Minnesota? Yeah. Born and raised. Born and raised. Yeah. I lived in Miami, New York and Los Angeles. And then I actually years ago I reconnected with like a college boyfriend and I ended up coming back to Minnesota and you married him I did yeah wow (laughs) you got married what in 2010 (laughs) did I read yeah yeah three kids later yes (laughs) working real estate yeah I love it um what was your favorite part of filming so my favorite part of filming was always the breakfast to me it was very exciting um, it was a very beautiful like type of set. I just love that it was nice and bright. I love breakfast in general. So I just thought, wow, I really enjoyed filming the breakfast stuff. It was fun for me. That was fun. I think it was, I mean, we're not exerting too much energy. Yeah. We're just sitting in one room. So it, it's good. And um, it is very suspenseful too. I mean, you are oh, yeah. holding your breath. Knock on the door. So, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. What, uh, what made you more paranoid? Big brother? Are traders? I think traders did. I mean, I was so paranoid. Like I would just wake up angry from the day before and just start to spiral a little bit. Um, it, it really did cause a lot of paranoia because it's yeah. so. And I feel like in Big Brother, I could calm myself down and make like more, I don't know, more calm decisions, more direct more strategic and take the time to like really think about things where don't you don't you feel like traders like their goal was to make us feel paranoid absolutely yeah I mean from the second that I got off the plane to the time I got into my room they went through my luggage they took my phone from me um I mean every like they're patting down my clothes opening up my shampoo smelling it to make sure I don't have I don't know what drugs or something in there like I'm gonna drink my shampoo bottle I mean I started feeling paranoid from the from the get-go yeah and let's just not I mean unless you're in your you know like I don't know the tv's on and the time flashes or the day flashes you don't know what 
time it is. You yeah. don't know what day it is. And I'll never forget like being on a mission in um, the Scarecrow mission. And yes. the producer was, you know, near me and I go, what day is this? And she goes, <laughs> she looked at me and she goes, I don't know. Oh I don't God. know. And I'm like, okay, so we're not asking that question again. <laughs> so there's a question. Would I do Celebrity Big Brother? No. You wouldn't? No. I think you'd be good at it. Know that you've done traders, though. You would do so I, well. To I me, how, long, how long are you in the house? Well, if Celebrity is a lot shorter, it's just a month. Oh, only a month? Yeah. Yeah, you quit. days. No. you do really well at it. I well, mean, here's the thing. I am such a homebody. Yeah. That I love being at home that I mean, go out, let's go out to dinner. No, that's all right. I'll just yeah. cook at home. Like I love to be at home. So leaving my house for 30 days stressed me out so bad for traders. I really think that's why I got so sick. Yeah. You were sick. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. Which people don't realize like the first episode, it takes, it, it takes days to film the first episode. So I got sick probably after day two or three. I was literally, yeah. yeah, I was literally out and I was wondering how it was going to be edited, but I was out for four days. So we yep. had some press days. We had a day off. We had, so I was, um, I honestly thought I was going to die. Yeah. You um, really um, now let's talk about housewives. If there was a housewives of Minnesota, yeah, you'd do it. Of course I would love to, but again, I don't know where they're going to get this drama from. I mean, it's literally like random people playing hockey and they're just cold and miserable with their lives. So. <laughs> that can piss off people. That can make them very angry. Don't you yeah. think? I think so. I mean, I'm sure they could find some way to make it like very entertaining, but it's, you know, it's, it's really long winters there in Minnesota. It's just quite miserable. The summers are beautiful. Well, Salt Lake City, they managed to make it work yeah, and it's, do. Yeah. If there's, is there any other reality show that you'd want to be on? Oh, I think I should move. I think I should move to uh, Orange County, Tamara. What do you think? <laughs> well, I would love that. We yeah. have, a, we have some filming to do next week and I have the opportunity to bring a friend. Can you just fly in and go with I me? I would love to. Absolutely. <laughs> um, well, let, yeah. Besides Housewives, I think Deal or No Deal Island looks fun. I like anything with strategy, really. Anything where my mind has to work. And I really have to think about things and I can take like a little bit of a risk. I am a little bit of an adrenaline junkie. So I do like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, what's next for you? Do you have something um, you have your eye set on? You know, I really don't focus too much on TV stuff, to be honest with you. Yeah. I am a businesswoman. I sell a lot of houses. Um, I'm very involved with my family. So I don't really know what's next for me. If something comes up, I always consider it, but I usually well, say no, you know. I get a lot of requests for like random shows. I bet you do. But now that you've been on Traders and you're back in the public eye, you know something else is going to come your way pretty soon. You know that, right? <laughs> would you do Big know. Brother again? I would not do Big Brother again. No way. Um, it's just too long of a time period. Mm -hmm. and they usually gun for me right away, Tamara, if you've seen the show. It's like really annoying because I've played more than anyone in our country. So they just wow. gun for me right away. They're just like, oh, no, we got to go for Janelle. She's dangerous. And so I'm usually out right away. Oh, yeah. See, I was afraid of that as uh, for um, traitors. But yeah. I didn't know that I was walking into some of the biggest gamers out there that I'm like, I'm a freaking nobody. I'm a nobody on this 
playing field right here. I feel like you had really good reads though, Tamara. And, you know, you could all, I felt like you could always sense who the faithfuls were and you were really, you were nervous about Parvati and Dan. I feel oh, like. I knew Dan. Um, you know how um, Larsa said she heard the tap? Yeah. I heard Dan. Did. I heard his, it was his jacket, you know. Oh. Yeah. Alan, in the future, don't wear such a starched jacket. So yeah. I heard, yeah, because he rocked around quite a few times, but I heard the jacket go up and I, I knew it was Dan. Well, Larsa didn't even hear anything. Poverty was recruited. I know, which is weird, but <laughs> I definitely heard that. So yeah. anytime, but you know, he could have just moved his arm or whatever, mm. but I heard that and I'm like, oh God, I Dan. know. Damn. You hear like every little thing though, because you're so stressed. That's what people don't realize. Like when John's breathing thing happened. Oh my gosh. I was like, I literally have to say something because the man was struggling to breathe. Like, right. And I, you know, I'm trying to play like a quiet game. I'm like, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to say anything, but I'm like, I just have to. Well, I don't feel like you held back by any means. <laughs> but, you know, early on in the game, and we'll get into it in a minute, but you're just looking for any suspicion. Mm -hmm. you're looking for maybe okay. somebody that's caught in a lie yep. maybe somebody that's looking nervous you know somebody that's breathing oh. heavy because at the beginning you don't know anybody you don't know <laughs> i know there's a couple headlines that have come out of from traders being out just for what are we on episode four now yeah so the trader season two becomes peacock's most watched reality premiere i mean that's wow. amazing up 75 percent from season one Incredible. That's so that was a insane. variety article. It is um, in its first five days of on the platform. The Trader season two has become the most watched reality series debut on Peacock. The streaming reaches up more than 75% in season one. I mean, right. and season one run Emmy. So, wow. I know. That's incredible. Um, I think with the cast, of course, people are going to tune in. We all have so many fans and they're so different. Yeah. So different. So of course it's going to be crazy. I mean, it beat out the Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip. I know. Love okay. Island USA, Love Island yep. Games, and Queens Court. So cool. it's huge. Another huge article that came out was Kate Chastain makes a surprise return to Traders for season two. I think you missed me, is what she says when she walks <laughs> in. I was actually shocked to see Kate come yep. to play. Um, Kate is one of the only people that knew that I was cast on Traders. And okay. so I reached out to her as like, any pointers, any tips, any anything? And she goes, girl, it's like going to prison. <laughs> and I'm like, what? She goes, there's no talk in the outside world. You're, you know, you're in it. It's like your mind's in it. Your body's in it. You, you yeah. don't have anywhere else to look or go. And I'm like, oh, okay. Thanks for making me, me feel better. <laughs> but she's not the only familiar face that's back. Big brother, Dr. Will Kirby. Yeah. Now, I know Dr. Kirby. You do? Did you, did you date him? I mean, we had like a little showmance thing going on. What like, does that mean? It's like just for TV purposes. Like I had a boyfriend. He had a girlfriend. But we were living together for three months. Right. So you, there was some sparks there. I mean, it was more friendship and flirting, if anything. I think we both liked flirting with each other and we were both trying to advance ourselves in the game. So yeah. he used me as much as I used him. So Yeah, yeah, I get it.
comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table, because geek culture is pop culture, and we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Let's go on to the first episode. Okay. Now. So the first episode starts out, players are meeting each other at the castle. CT and Trishel were on the challenge together and did not get along. Trishel says trust is earned. Parvati and Sandra were on the same season of Survivor and Parvati lost. Sandra won. Now, I was in the car with Parvati. She was one of the first people that I met along with Dan. He was also in my car. And we pulled up to the castle and Parvati looked over and it's Sandra in the car next door. And she just looked at her and gave her like the, the eye signal, like, I oh, see wow. you. I, and she like went, oh my God, it's Sandra. <laughs> so 
Who were you most excited to um, get out of the Jeep and meet or see? I mean, I'm obviously a huge Housewives fan, so I loved meeting you and Phaedra. Um, I'm like a huge Phaedra fan. <laughs> um, I swear that's why they put me in her car. They must have known or something because I think I tweeted about it. She and I got to know each other so good those first three days. Yeah, filming. that must be why you trusted her so much. Oh my God, I trusted that woman with my life. Um, but yeah, I was excited to meet the housewives. Um, I was, I didn't know who Deontay Wilder was. I didn't um, know who Deontay was either. No clue. Um, no clue. I, I knew just everyone know in the cast except for Deontay, which is just sad. Um, but I was really excited to meet Parvati. I had never met her before. Obviously I have played with Dan. I was a little bit nervous at first. Like, how is this going to work out? Um, Cause just like the people that you had mentioned, Dan and I have prior history as well. He was yeah. responsible for me leaving the Big Brother house. <gasps> um, so did you keep in touch with Dan throughout these years? I did. Yeah, I did keep in touch with him. It it really wasn't his fault completely, but it was like someone that he was working with. Oh, um, gotcha. it, it was. It's a long story. I won't get into that. Um, but yes, Dan and I always kept in touch. And even before I did my last season of Big Brother, I was like, "Are you going to show up for this All Stars?" And he's like, "Nah, I'm not doing that." Um, and this one, it, it, I, I saw him, I'm like, God, I haven't seen him in like 13, 14 years. They look different. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we had history too. So yeah. it, to see how all those dynamics and all those relationships can kind of play out on TV. I don't watch um, gaming shows. Like I just, I don't watch a lot of TV in general. So mm -hmm. I really didn't know anybody, if you weren't on Bravo or I, I, I knew of Max just cause I've seen, you know, he's been around for so long with Dancing with the Stars. Sure. But other than that, I really didn't know anybody. I've never even, <laughs> hate to say this, but I didn't even know about the show, The Challenge. Never even yeah. heard it. Never even heard it, but I don't have MTV. So that might be the reason. I don't really watch that show either. But, Do you uh, know the backstory about Trishel and CT? Like, cause, cause she had said that they had he did something like backstabby. Pass. Well, she didn't, I don't think she really, she was nervous about both bananas and CT because she just has trust issues with them in general. I mean, I think, I don't know what CT did to her specifically, but it involved like a friend of hers or something. Oh, and Trisha had to leave the game. I, I don't really know the details, but um, she had some trust issues with him. Absolutely. Were you afraid, not afraid, I don't know, but cautious of her knowing her history on competition shows? Oh, not at all. I knew that I wanted to align with her right away. So yeah. I was like, okay, she's a woman just like me and we come from competition shows. So I was like, me and Trishel could easily work together. And we did. We started working together like right away. It's so weird because I didn't know who she was, but I got to know her pretty quickly. So yeah. sweet, so kind, so little yeah. petite, little tiny girl. And you think, what? She's like dangerous in competition shows. Yeah. Well, she's a poker player too. So she's very strategic. I learned that. So she, she's a big thinker and she plays it off. You know, she does her whole like ditzy thing or whatever, like plays it off. But is she's, it an act? Is it an act? Or is it she... totally is. It's just to p get people's guards down with her. Yeah. Um, she's a very good game player. Oh my God. So then the host, Alan, chooses the traders. Dan is the first trader. Then Phaedra is the second trader. And in my mind, because I watched season one, I thought there was three traders. Yeah. Right. And Absolutely. then, right. And then, and then Alan says the traders are going to be pulling in 
another, they're going to recruit somebody new. So in my mind, I thought the entire time there was four traders. Me too. Same. (laughs) I was always hunting for four. Yeah. Did you want to be a trader? Oh, I would have loved to be a trader. Are you kidding me? I, I thought for sure they were going to pick me. I was devastated when I wasn't picked. I was like, seriously sad. I'm like, how dare they? I know. Well, uh, I did press with Max and he said, like, after I knew I wasn't a trader, I'm like, "Mm, I'm just a sitting duck now. I mean, that's kind of how it is. You are a sitting duck. Who did you think that Alan chose at the first round um, table initially? So my eye was always on Dan. Um, Always. Because I'm like, okay, like, they're going to pick someone that's like a big draw with strategy and stuff. And yeah. Dan's for sure getting picked or Sandra. Like that's what I was kind of initially thinking. I kept thinking Sandra, Sandra, Sandra. It's or and poverty. Like those three to me, I was like, one of for sure one of them's gonna be a traitor. Like for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um so that was my initial thing. And then I was kind of just watching everyone. I I felt like I knew right away that Dan was a traitor. I didn't, I mean, I didn't know right away. I I gunned for the first mission thing like crazy. You know that because of the whole John thing. I thought I need this shield more than anything. I was vocal. John could be a traitor. I know. So I went for the shield. But um, when I got back to the castle with everyone, I talked to Dan and I was like, he's a freaking traitor. Um, so I knew him day one and I knew Parvati the next day because she was just not, she was not, she was sneaky. She was not sharing anything. So sneaky. Yeah. So sneaky. Okay. So the first mission I'm out, I am in bed. I can barely get out of bed. I felt horrible, but now watching it, I'm like, thank God. If there's any mission that I didn't have to participate in, this is the one that I did not want to do. I hate water. I hate swimming. I hate being cold. How bad was it? It really wasn't cold or anything. They gave us a wetsuit, which was really nice of them. I thought they would just throw us in the water. So um, really impressed about that. It really wasn't that hard. And I know like for TV purposes, like, oh my God, you guys are tied up and the shields are, the shield was like 50 feet away. You could just see it. Oh, you could see them. I got the shield in a minute and a half and I untied three people. But it also gave you the label of being selfish selfish. Is it selfish is that what they yeah selfish but like i mean other people that untied themselves also went for the shield but i had already gotten it wait so. remind me who was the last one still tied was it bergy bergy oh, yeah <laughs> poor bergy burgalicious he was I, so cute so sweet so kind a little baby bird <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> so you didn't have any like don't even care. I'm getting the shield. I don't give a shit what anybody thinks. No regrets. Peter and I had talked before that because Peter and I were sitting like on both sides of John. And like, we both kind of were like, we're so screwed because we heard John breathe. We thought John was a traitor. So I was like, Peter, we need shields. And he's like, absolutely. So we were both freaked out. That's how I knew right away that Peter was a faithful. Were you? Okay. So I was a little bit freaked out about Peter because Peter is, he was good at the game. He is good at the game. So I'm like, he must be, he's got to be a traitor. He's just too damn good. So I, I was right confused, away. you know. Yeah. So to me, it was I confusing. I mean, they have to make some faithfuls really good and some really bad, you know, yeah. like Kevin. Um, so we're going to talk about Kevin. <laughs> we're going to talk about Kevin. But so the episode ends where Phaedra and Dan meet 
and Phaedra, like they meet for the first time. And then Phaedra's like, yes, baby. Um, And then, you know, we go on to, to episode two. Comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV True Crime Podcast, to live and die in LA. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. So episode two, Phaedra and Dan have recruited Parvati as their third trader. Parvati accepts, but she won't know their identities until tomorrow night. Who would you have recruited to be a trader? I would have recruited Dan. Um, here's why. 
Um, that man is always going to be under a spotlight and very suspicious. And yeah. I felt like if I was a trader, I'd recruit Dan because Dan has the, I would have played a totally different game, by the way, Tamara, I would not have been going for shields. That's for damn sure. And I wouldn't be so, you know, trying to find traders and so annoying. Yeah. Um, but I would have recruited Dan because if he were to leave the game and say, I am a traitor, I would have skated through people yeah. would never think like, why would there be two big brother players? So it, it would have taken the spotlight off of me. Absolutely. Going into it and knowing that you did not get chosen as a traitor. Um, yeah. By the way, that's kind of like, did you ever feel like, oh, really? Why didn't you choose me? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm like, Dan, seriously? Not only that, but like, Harvey didn't have many friends in the house, you know? Oh, no. Phaedra made that well known. Nobody likes it, you. Ooh, I mean. Poverty. I, I feel like... <laughs> I feel like um, Trishelle and I were Parvati's only friends. Um, I know. Everyone was so after her and they were just like, she's a traitor. So I feel like it really wasn't that great of a choice because he could have recruited someone. And I'm just saying it like, oh, you should have recruited me. But anyone that was more socially in the game, like Trishelle would have been a great recruit. People, she had friends, you know, and she had intel from other faithfuls. That's the thing. When you recruit, you want to get that information from the faithfuls on who they think is a traitor. Yeah. And now, really did you that. did you think in your mind because you you come from a game you know gaming? Did you think there's a housewife, there's a yeah. gamer, and yeah. there is who knows because we have um, we had a few people that weren't on reality shows like Deontay. Right. I thought for sure someone from Bravo. Marcus? I mean, initially, but obviously as the game goes on and you guys will see, but initially I was like, it's gotta be someone from Bravo. It's gotta be someone from like the challenge or big brother or survivor. And, you know, I just really looked at those people. Sandra yeah. was always such a question mark in that game for me. Did you know who Ekansu was? I had no clue who she was. Nope. Somebody just sent me a, a DM, you know, people get crazy. They're like, yeah. oh, my cousin dated her, but her name was Susie. Oh, interesting. And I'm like, oh. okay, whatever. Okay. That's <laughs> so, so weird. weird. <laughs> so the next morning, everyone meets for breakfast. This is our first murder, and it is Johnny Bananas. Um, do you think murdering Bananas first was a smart move on the game? Um, I can see. Well, okay. So maybe for my game personally and some others, it would be a good move because he's just so good. And I felt like. I but he was it, loud. He was loud. The thing is, is I'm pretty sure Dan saw how charismatic he was and how popular he was. Yeah. And remember we were all sitting in that um, billiards room and Johnny was playing the guitar. Yeah. And he, he was singing to people. And he was He's very likable. He's very likable. He had everyone watching him like he was on a stage. And I think well, he, he demands himself. a lot of attention. Yes. And, and so I like that to a trader is dangerous in the game because you have the ability to get everyone and say, I know who a trader is and we're coming for you. Yeah. So being loud and obnoxious, often obnoxious. Yeah. Um, do you think that's a good strategy? I don't think being loud and obnoxious isn't a strategy at all, but I think that that's just Johnny Bananas. Um, he commands a lot of attention. Yeah. Right? 
Yeah, um, but it did. It obviously did not work for him. I, I just, yeah, I was quiet like Dan. That's not going to work with him. You know, would I have murdered Johnny Bananas? No. I, you know, no. I'm sure the producers were like, no, not him. He's so entertaining. I know. You know, for, from, you know, producers, mine, like, he's so entertaining. Oh my gosh. But this, I would have to say, this is the first show that I've been on that you do not, I mean, you hardly see a producer. And they told us that going in. We are hands off. We don't. Hands off. I had no idea it was like that, especially those round tables. Gosh, that was stressful. Well, what what was that song they played to us? Oh, it was from the Hunger Games, right? Yeah, Hanging Tree or whatever. Hanging Tree. So we would literally sit at the round table. And And I was always looking at you because you were right across. We were right across from each other. And it's, I mean, it's a beautiful room. Yeah. It's dead silent. Cameras drop from the ceiling. And then all of a sudden, it's like a, a camera that goes, rotates around the room. It gets close to our face and nobody's talking and they play that song. I mean, obviously they can't air it, but they play it. And it just puts your mind in such like the weirdest place. Yeah. It's to stress you out and it's super creepy. It's so creepy. But yeah. oddly enough, like when I got home, I w- I played that song. <laughs> I got so I'm, used to hearing okay. it. I would play it. I'm like, what is wrong with me? So in the next mission, the players have split up in three groups. Each group will follow a separate path and answer questions about their fellow players. The scarecrows are the possible answers. If you're correct, it will open the next question. Um, the first question, whose opinion do you value the most, Larsa or Marcus? Mm-hmm. I mean, all teams chose correctly. They definitely said Marcus. I mean... Marcus is, this is the first time I've ever met him. I know Larsa, but he is such a voice of reason. He's so calm. He's such an old soul. He's just such a cool dude. So that, yeah, that was an easy a great one. guy. I really liked him. Now, the second question, I take great offense to, who is yeah. the most popular player? <laughs> <laughs> Not us, Cameron. Uh, it wasn't us. So how, <laughs> so how that happened was um, when we got to our rooms, that night, there was a questionnaire on our bed, and it had all these questions. We had to vote, and the the votes were basically the answers to our next mission. So it was between Deontay and Peppermint, yep. which to me, it was kind of a we- weird. It was weird to me. I thought like Phaedra for sure would have been on there because Phaedra is such a big personality, yeah. and everybody... Everybody, I mean, I, I I don't expect my name on there because people think, oh my God, she's a raging bitch. But I definitely thought Phaedra's name was going to be on there for sure. I actually did vote for Deontay. Did you vote for Deontay? I had just met him. Oh, he's just such a nice, he's an yes. emotional guy and he, he's so smiley and kind. And it's like, oh my gosh. Yeah, I definitely picked Deontay. Yeah, I think that I did too. Now, the third question, who needs to speak up more, Dan or Sheree? Oh, Dan. Absolutely. I voted for Dan. Yeah. He was pretty quiet, quiet through the entire time. Um, now Dan is the only one to find a shield and the team earned $16,000. Now looking back, does peppermint being more popular make sense? Do you feel like there was somebody else there that was more popular? Peppermint? Um, I feel like Larsa was actually popular. Yeah. She was. Well, Larsa was very popular. Um, she's an alpha, but she's still very popular. And everyone always tried to hang out with her and be around her. So I would say Larsa. I popular. Knowing Larsa, I saw her in a totally different light on the show. Really? 
totally different. I'm like, when, when she was, when I first saw her, I'm like, oh, because she's kind of, she's quiet at times and she's not very like, she's not in your face, but oh my God. Oh yeah. She was, she was so vocal. So vocal. Yeah. Leading the charge. Like, let's go. Okay. So John is running full force. Oh and John's running. I can't. Every I can't when John's running. And running and his oh arm. He. I don't know. He's like a penguin <laughs> almost. How do you run like that? I don't know. But he falls on his face, like literally slides down, pops back. But you know what? He was a pretty fast runner. He was incredibly fast. Yeah. Yeah. But the entire scene was hilarious, and John oh, like just full sprint while I ask him. Um, do you have an inhaler? But you were like coughing too. You're like, oh, I wish I had do, my inhaler. Do you have an inhaler? <laughs> it was so funny. Which I actually, you know, being as sick as I was, I had a, a medic and a doctor that was checking on me and they gave me antibiotics and an inhaler and all that stuff. So I stupidly left it because we, we didn't really carry purses or anything. Right. So I left it in my room and I'm like dying and I'm like, then I thought strategically, this is a good move. This is my housewife move. I'm going to ask John if he has an inhaler because he had said he had asthma. Now, if you have asthma and you're breathing hard at the round table after you took your blindfold off, you have it bad where you have an inhaler on you, right? Yeah. Like it's literally in your back pocket because you're going to go on a run. I mean, mm-mm. but that that whole scene of us at the round table talking about it went viral it's more funny than anything but it's just like that's what makes the show so good is like we have nothing to go on and like john's breathing was like the biggest thing at the castle that we could even talk about or think about yeah i mean guys you have to understand we don't know we don't know who the traitors are so we're looking for any clue are you lying are you breathing hard are you blinking too hard are you overacting like what are you doing that is it it, I don't know. It's just, but anyways, so the episode ends. Phaedra, Dan, Parvati meet for their traders meeting. Dan wants to see if Parvati reacts and know, you know, how they're doing as traders. Parvati is absolutely shocked. Um, my question is, why do they call Parvati the Black Widow? So she is part of the Black Widow Brigade. And um, one of her main alliance members was Suri, who won Trader season one. And it was actually Suri who is a strategic, you know, mastermind in this. She was the head of the Black Widow Brigade. But Parvati was like her number one soldier that would literally take these young men and get them to do anything to give up their game so they could get them out of the way and win the game. And Parvati won that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Moving on to episode three. It starts out with Parvati has joined Phaedra and Dan as traitors. They debate on who to murder. Parvati suggests Deontay. Dan suggests Marcus. And Phaedra suggests Janelle. Now, this is the girl that you have rode hard for, Janelle. <laughs> Phaedra wanted you gone. How does that feel? Um, You know, I'm not surprised. I think I think she was probably maybe a little fearful of me. Um, yeah. And I don't know why. I mean, I would have protected this woman at all costs. But now looking back, do you feel like Phaedra was playing you? I 
I don't know. I really don't know. It I is hard in to my not... heart that everything yeah. that she said to me was true when she would come up to me in the yeah. bathroom and tell me that she's got my back. And like, I want to believe that's true. But it's, isn't felt... it so hard to banish somebody, even though it's a game that's praying over you all the time? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So everybody enters the breakfast in the group. Marcus has been murdered. Marcus says in his interview, he was too much of a threat and people were jealous he had Larsa. Now, I was concerned when I saw Lark um, Larkus, <laughs> Marcus Larkus. and Larsa <laughs> together because I felt like um, as a strategy that people would want to break him up. Do you think that Marcus was the right move? to murder yeah they absolutely had to be broken up yeah i mean it, it's you have to they're together they're going to vote together um and you know the bravo people there's a lot of numbers. the bravo people there's a you lot know it's people. all over social media now the well, bravo i mean there's people. So, you guys had like a whole group and ekansu was trying to get in there too so i mean i can see why the traders would especially dan and poverty would be like mm, yeah probably yeah. get well, then we arrived to the graveyard, which probably is one of my favorite missions, right? Uh, the it. mission was to find gold. We were, <laughs> they will bring the gold to the wheelbarrow and add it to the prize fund. There were three shields to be found. I found one. Yes, so did I. <laughs> so true. <laughs> um, the players will be eliminated if they walk into the searchlight. I think it was cool. We did it in the middle of the night, which, you know, was crazy. Um, John is the first one out and we were dying laughing because they didn't, I don't think they really showed it, but he it literally was, so was it was hilarious. He was caught by the light and then he kept going and he did these little like a cat crawler, like a cat burglar. He was like, yes, he kept moving. We're like, you're dead. And he's like, huh? We're like, you're dead. And then Bergy gets eliminated, but Bergy figures out the patterns of the lights and he's helping us as we're out there. Yes. I find a shield. Peter actually helped me with the shield. And that's where I really started trusting Peter. And then Peter got a shield and then you got a shield too. But let's talk You're about your shield yeah. because yeah, because Ekansu said she had the shield, but we obviously see now from the footage that it was obvious that you were there before Ekan. Yeah. Peter and now, I, Peter and I were also working together just like you. He's such a nice guy. And he was like, Janelle, do you want a shield? I was like, yeah. That's I, what he said to me. Yeah. And so he, okay, let's go. And so we ran over there and he starts knocking it, the thing on the, whatever, the little shield symbol and Ekansu comes behind me and she's like, got her hand on my back. I'm like, girl, I was here way before you. Now she told um, me that you elbowed her really bitter, hard. Bitter and hit yeah, her. Hit her and bitter and all, all these things. Stuff. Girl, I didn't touch you. My hand was on it. She tried to come in and you can hear her kind of grunting in it. Like, ah, I'm like, I, there's no way she was getting that from but me. But it's so crazy because the overacting on her part, because I didn't see it really pay attention to it and see really what happened. But she was like, oh my God, like, you know, I was there, I had it and, and she hit me and I'm like, oh my God, this Janelle is horrible. I was thinking like, this bitch is crazy. Janelle needs to go. Meanwhile, like I was there way before her and the entire time, like I walked up on her. I told you this, Tamara. I walked yeah. up on her retelling the story to Larsa and I saw her go like this. I'm like, is she seriously talking yeah. about me? 
No, she like, was. I, she I was. Her. And I love her. I think she's so sweet. She's so cute. But I'm like, girl, that did not happen. It screwed up my game for sure. Cause I was like, dude, I'm just going for a shield to save my life. I was almost murdered the night before I came into breakfast freaking last. So of course I'm going to want yeah. a shield. Like, freaking Phaedra tried to murder me the night before. Um, your best so, friend, the one you yeah, trust with your friend. life. Yeah. So I felt like I really needed it. And she was just like, really spotlight on me again. I'm like, I do not want to be in, like, that's why I was like, when people would ask me about it, I was like, it really wasn't that big of a deal. Cause it wasn't that big of a deal to me, but she made it a big deal. Do you think she made, made it a big, big deal, deal? That was part of her gaming. No, I don't think so. Because she would have said that on the show. I think, you know how, when you compete and yeah. you, you're, you lose or something and your mind creates its own reality. Yeah. I know. Or whatever. And you're just pissed off. And she just felt like saying that I took it from her. So next we're at the round table. Dan says he's a faithful and it takes some time to open up. Larsa says that Dan's calmness is uneasy to her. Max mm -hmm. says that the conversation between Eck and Sue and Janelle was strange. Eck and Sue says Max has taken the attention off of him. Deonta says Max switched up on him and started acting suspicious. Max is banished, but is a faithful. You said Deontay changed your mind. Who were yeah. you initially going to banish? Oh, God. I was going to write Ekin Sue's name down. I thought it was so weird that yeah. she was, like, targeting me and making up lies. I was like, you are freaking nuts. Like, yeah. I thought she could be a traitor because why would you do all that? Why would you, you know, it just... Created my, a lot of Deontay changed my mind as well. I was, I, he was so convincing. I was initially going to vote for, I think Kevin, because Kevin just bugged me. Kevin just ate with his mouth open. I didn't even care if he was a, a traitor or not. I just wanted him gone. Yeah. He was just so annoying to me. <laughs> they have to choose someone to murder with a poison chalice right here. And the, it's <laughs> hidden in the library. Parvati and Dan debate on poisoning either John Sheree or MJ. Parvati and Dan decide to go behind Phaedra's back to poison Sheree. Parvati enters the bar with a chalice. Phaedra notices she sets the cup in front of Sheree. Uh, Phaedra says she knows this is a game, but Sheree won't be murdered on my watch. Ooh, well, I know. Parvati... <laughs> Parvati leaves the bar and enters the kitchen. She places a chalice next to MJ, but Parvati doesn't think she'll drink out of the rusty old cup. Parvati is trying to figure out who in this room will drink this cup. Now, you were in that room. She did not go towards you, but you saw this go, go down. You saw, did you ever think, like, we, th we, I mean, we talked about this. We thought maybe it was Larsa because Larsa did the cheers thing. We're like, yeah. yeah. And then I thought maybe it was Kevin because Kevin was eating everything in sight that night. So I was like, Who? well, if you remember, we were all at breakfast. Alan says in plain sight. And I thought it meant in front of everyone. That's why I honed in on the Larsa thing. Yeah. In front of everyone. It made sense so to me. It made everyone drink. And I'm like, I honed in on that. I'm like, that's got to be, that's a little strange, weird, whatever. And that was all I could come up with. I didn't think that it could just be like a few people in a room. Yeah. Um, did you think it was shady of them to try to go behind Phaedra's back? Is that something you would have done? I wouldn't have went behind Phaedra's back. I I mean, if I were a trader with her, I probably wouldn't be being so devious and stuff. I really just like Phaedra. You know that. So yeah. Yeah. Now episode, episode four is probably my favorite episode 
so far. It was so good. So it starts out with Ekansu says when she leaves a show and finds out who the traitor is, she will F them up hard. <laughs> Parvati gives the cup for, <laughs> for Ekansu to drink. Ekansu tells Parvati that she loves her and would never think she's a traitor. Parvati adores Ekansu. Sure she does. Okay. <laughs> so it's not okay to murder her this way. Alan announces Deontay has left the game. Now, we were all sad to see Deontay leave the game. It was definitely emotionally too hard for him. And you guys, you have to understand, like, this show is so emotional. And it's so, like, gets in your head. But, I mean, it was sad to see him leave the game. But you saw him crying. He was crying. Oh, he was sad. Yeah. Right in front of us. And so he was really struggling with like this game and how it affects your emotions. And he's a very emotional guy. So yeah, you just take it. Yeah. So we, we were sad to see him leave. He wasn't murdered or banished or anything. He just decided that this game wasn't for him, which I totally get. But watching this back, did you have any idea that Parvati was poisoning Ekin? Because it happened right in front of your face. I had no idea. I honestly, I was still trying to think about this Ekansu and the round table thing. And I was, I was pretty pissed off to be yeah. honest. I was like, dude, seriously. Like I didn't even want to be in the same room with her. So I really wasn't watching her. Oh, uh, gotcha. Now, Janelle, yes. I have a bone to pick with you. So you say if Phaedra left, you would not be okay. But if any housewife left, then you would move on with your life and you wouldn't <laughs> care. You wouldn't care. You know, I I would care about you. Larsa, not so much. Because like, I was not that. I, I like Larsa, but I wasn't like working with her, working with her. I felt like you and I worked together and I worked with Phaedra. I didn't have anything to do with Sheree. Yeah. No. I didn't talk a minute, like an ounce of game with her. Like I always talked the game with you and Phaedra and Larsa and MJ. Um, You know, I just, like I said, those first three days in that car, you get a connection with someone. Yeah, you do. And I should have known better, but I trusted that woman with my life. Somebody um, said at a round, not a round table, but the, the breakfast, um, I can't remember who it was. And they said, just keep in mind, because every time we went on a mission, we were broken up into different teams. There's always going to be a traitor in your car. Yeah. Always going to be a traitor in your car. And you think back like, oh, shit. Like, what did I say? What did I do? But CT noticed that everyone from Bravo is still here. So he is sensing a pattern. And this is when CT kind of changed for me. He oh, was yeah. so nice he, and so sweet to me. And then all of a sudden, after you guys. yeah. Thanks. And then all of a sudden it was housewives, housewives, housewife. It has to be a housewife. Um, you say that the Bravo people are clicky. Did you feel like the housewives were clicky? Because I didn't really feel that way. Oh, I said that when I'm describing everyone. I felt like, you know, and I'm just looking at things black and white. I feel like Bravo was together. Yeah. The Faithful Alliance was together. And the Gamer Alliance was together. And so I was just, when I was in my confessional describing everything, I was just trying to see how I fit into those alliances when I was describing things. And I felt like I was in multiple alliances anyway. I mean, I yeah. had a Pedra, I wouldn't have voted you out. Um, Sheree, I would have voted her out in a second. Um, I did not yeah. trust Sheree in this game. And I don't, it's so weird. And she wasn't. And I really trusted MJ. I really trusted MJ. And 
I was suspicious of MJ a little bit because she was anybody that's super vocal. I was so like suspicious of because my whole strategy was to go in there. Obviously, I was sick. It was kind of God's and I lost my voice, which you guys don't know for four days. I had no voice, none, like couldn't even speak. So this was God, God's way of telling me to shut the up. But um, so I, you know, it's not my nature to go into a situation and just like observe and be quiet. I'm usually super vocal. And I thought, oh, my God, people are people are going to expect me because I'm a shit stirrer on my show. They're going to expect me to be a traitor. So I have to go in there like quiet and, you know, whatever. But um, there was so def- me, definitely like suspicion. The tell, the tell for me of why people weren't a traitor and why they were, I would always go by people that would talk game with me. Like I always talked to MJ about the game and who we thought the traitors were. Yeah. I would always talk with you about my dumb theories on anything. Like yeah. I had housewives theories on why a housewife wouldn't be a traitor and why I think it's a man and all this stuff. And there's certain people in the game that I didn't talk game to. So those were always, do you know that Phaedra would never talk game? I actually called her out on it. I'm like, you never talk game. It's starting to be a little suspicious that, that, but she always talked it with me. That's so, but it's because you're a gamer. She's smart. She's smart. I mean, you calling Kevin a dumb faithful was hilarious. I'm just going to say that hilarious i know okay okay they are missing mj ekansu and john all three of them end up walking into breakfast so this is in the morning we got the knock on the door uh, missing mj ekansu and john so um dan parvati and phaedra's reaction to ekan walking in knowing that parvati poisoned her the night before was so obvious they were just like what I know. What? It was what? Oh my god! Now that I see it on TV, I was like, okay, this is bad. Why did B-Lo I know? Why didn't we see that? Because we were just because like we were so not focused. I know. Coming in the room. I know. I know. They are told that one of them will die today, since yesterday one of them was poisoned by the traitors. Now, I really did think it was Kevin because Kevin was eating everything in sight. I swear to God, he was just, and then he would eat and food fell out of his mouth. And I was just like, oh my God. (laughs) When Alan announced that somebody was poisoned, I mean, our minds go wild because you have to think about the night before what happened. Yeah. What happened? Like you were immediately like the wheels were turning. We're like, what in the hell are you talking about? Well, even like the traders were thrown for a loop too, because they were like, wait, did I poison her? Did I not poison her? Like what the hell is happening right now? And I think it was really funny that Parvati poisoned Ekin right in front of Dan, but Dan still acted like he didn't even see it. Yeah. I'm like, is that an act? I don't get it. Um, Parvati tells Dan that everyone thinks Ekin Sue is a traitor and will freak out when she is dead. Dan doesn't think he can win the game without Phaedra in the traitor's conclave. He is working on using Parvati to take a shot at Phaedra. Now, I feel like that was a pretty dangerous game. I don't know. I just, I always thought when we went into this, like the traders weren't supposed to go against the traders, but now it's getting to a point where Dan's like, Phaedra needs to go because I need to win. Yeah. When you look at the alliances and the numbers, something's got to happen in the next two banishments. Yeah. Yeah. And then let's face it, we weren't doing, well, getting we have not gotten rid of one trader at this point, and it's like so frustrating. So me, you, and Peter all have shields, 
And I mean, this has to be one of the coolest visually missions that we have, if you call it a mission, that we've ever done. I mean, we are in this procession funeral, like all dressed in black. I mean, it's just crazy. I'm like, this is how I want my funeral to go down. Totally. I want this this when I die. (laughs) I know. And so we literally are like, okay, this is awesome. Like, oh my God, we're walking. Well, actually we're sitting and we're safe. So we don't have to worry about it. And so we go, there's clues. The first clue is who does Johnny trust the most? And the answer obviously was Trichelle and CT. The second clue was we're players that were born in the same year. Um, and you know, that went down. Then Sandra says she is shocked. This is what's, I mean, Sandra, this is the shadiest thing she's ever said. She mm. is shocked that she's the same age as Larsa because she thought Larsa was 10 to 12 years older than her. <laughs> like, oh. yeah. I'm all Sandra. That is horrible. Third clue were players who were on a team in red. So got that. Parvati, MJ, Ekansu were the last three standing. So it was like, you know, there's three of them left. We are standing to the side at the moment. And Parvati looked at me and goes, oh my God, is it me? Am I, am I going to die? And I, at that moment, it was the worst acting I've ever seen. And she even said in her interview, I was doing method acting. I'm like, no, you were doing shit acting because it was so obvious. That's what gave it away for me right there. You are a trader. You're a trader. Yeah. I totally. Mean, I always knew she was a trader. I was just trying to find the other traders. <laughs> I know. I'm- so that night at the round table, Janelle says, you say it was suspicious that Larsa said cheers to Marcus at the breakfast. Well, it's the only thing we really had to go on, it honestly, between true. that and, and, and Kevin's bad eating. Uh, you think the cheers was weird. And Larsa says, I think you're weird. I'm weird because I went for a shield when I, I almost was murdered the night before. I think how selfish you are is weird. Well, it's part of the game. Parvati says actors and housewives have the capacity to perform this part. Larsa says, we don't act. We live our lives. Major tells Parvati that we are not a gang because they were all like put into this like housewife Bravo gang, which was not true at all. Parvati says it appears that way. Why do you go so hard to banish Larsa? What made you think she was the traitor? I honestly didn't even think. I mean, I thought she could be a traitor, but I also felt like it just she wasn't a traitor. Um, I banished Larsa just due to the numbers alone. I was like, the second that she turned to me and said, let's vote out CT, it made me really nervous because. Did you ever suspect CT? I did. You did. But I wasn't ready to get rid of him yet. Yeah. So she turned to me and you were, we were all standing there and she said, Janelle, let's come on right now. Let's vote CT out. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I am not ready to vote CT out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I didn't vote for Larsa. I wasn't ready to vote Larsa out. Um, I had conversations with her and I felt like she's not a traitor. Like I just, I just knew she was not a traitor. Um, and then she, Larsa says she's been a faithful since day one. And then obviously we know what happens, you know, she gets up there and she gets banished and she's, not a traitor i mean yeah she's a faithful now um if sheree and larsa would have voted kevin if they would have voted kevin that would have been that he would have been banished instead 
So what now? What in the world? What is Sheree thinking? Sheree, what is? Why didn't she vote for Kevin? And I don't know. I have no idea. Because that would make them like. Let me ask you something. Did you guys have like a solidified like? Hey, the five of us are together. No. We should vote together in an alliance. No. Really and the funny it? thing is, is that like the four of us was it four of us? Five of us? I don't. Know. We didn't five. really even five. We didn't even really talk game. We really didn't. We didn't even really stick together. Hmm. Okay. So to me, it was like, okay. Like there was no like, listen, you know, at that point in the game, we're all trying to figure out who's who. So what I feel like at after this episode, people start coming together. Yeah. Like I have your back. You have my back. I'll be your eyes. I'll be your ears. Like let's, yeah. you know, what's a line. I feel like the first few episodes, everybody's just trying to figure out what the is going on horrible it's horrible it's it hard i was like i felt honestly and i said this in my confessionals but it didn't make it large the larsa vote for me was the hardest one because i was like i mean i'm kind of working with her i feel bad but it's like it was such a sh shaky thing because the gamers were working with me too and they were like she's trying to vote out ct and i'm like mm. Okay. Well, so CT started getting suspicious to me, but I feel so the, like if they would have presented another name, I would have hopped on that much better. Even if it were Kevin, I would have preferred Kevin leave over Larsa. Yeah. Even though Larsa was loud and brash and everything, she was actively hunting traitors. She was. Um, yeah, she was, was on a mission. I was think I, I was just nervous that she was going to turn on me and be like, "We should vote Janelle out." But her so, intuition wasn't bad. She knew Dan was a traitor. She had fantastic reads. Yeah. So, so um, the, the episode ends where Phaedra, Dan, and Parvati meet up. Phaedra tells Parvati that it wasn't cool to try and throw her under the bus. Like, Phaedra was, like, pissed. Pissed. Yeah. Phaedra tells Parvati that no one likes her and everyone thinks she's a traitor. She tells her to play fair or they will have more problems. She also looked at Dan and said, you too. Like, she got him too. She knew it. Um, is it a smart idea to try to expose other traitors? Yes, because it takes the spotlight off of you. I think it, I think. Do you Dan think it's too soon in the game though to do that? Or do you think it's. No, because I think the way it was going to go down and, and I don't know the next episode, but I, I'm guessing that Dan would have liked to get rid of Phaedra because she was so well protected. She had so many. He talked yeah. to me. He asked me what I thought of Phaedra. And I said, oh, my God, I, I trust her. She's a faithful like. And I told him, I don't think any of the housewives are faith are, are traitors. And he was like, OK, mm. so yeah, yeah. really created, yeah. you know, he was like, OK, well, Chanel thinks that then the people that she's probably close to think similar, that they don't think that Phaedra is a traitor. It's so weird. It is so, it's such a mind fuck. After watching these first four episodes, how do you feel the traders are playing? Anything you have done differently? Um, I feel like Phaedra's by far playing the best. She is a fantastic trader. She's gone undetected. Um, you know, her name has not come up in any circle that I've been in or any conversation. Whereas Dan and Parvati's name comes up every 10 yeah. to 15 minutes, you know? So she's playing fantastic. Whereas Dan and Parvati, that's why I think they talk start talking about putting the spotlight on Parvati on um, uh, Phaedra is because they're just not as strong as traitors. Yeah, at the they, yeah, Parvati. Like I watch, like I, 
in person, like Parvati, I I liked her, but watching the show, I <laughs> so annoyed with her. I'm yeah. like, you're such an asshole. You really are such an asshole. But she's yeah, she's not known to be like the nice, kindest girl, and that's okay. Um, but when I first met her, she was. She was so yeah. sweet and kind. I mean, she weighs like 98 pounds, and I'm like, oh my gosh, she's so cute. Like whatever. But anyways, but you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to the our well all four episodes of the Traders. From now on, we'll be recapping once a week, and we're going to find out eventually who the winner is. Ooh. I know who I'm rooting for. <laughs> I know who I'm rooting for. I'm rooting for the. I'm always rooting for the faithful. So Tamara, I know, but we can't give it away, and we're not going to give it away. So now it could be one of us. Could be. You guys never know. But thank you for tuning in. Um, and we'll see you next week. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages, they starved us, they beat us. He was trying to brand us. We were gonna become the McDonald's of in treatment. Join my hosts as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. From iHeart Podcasts, the medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. Breathing. Right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. A story about money, power, and corruption. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. I'm Paul Pringle, an investigative reporter for the LA Times. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.